damn, programmatic is hot. Yeah, it is hot. Dude, pass me a cold PBR, would you? Okay, number one, I wasn't talking about the temperature. And number two, PBR is a shitty beer. Time to upgrade to an IPA. Uh, Okay, my bad. Guessing you were talking about programmatic job advertising being hot. Yeah, that shit is everywhere and all the kids are doing it. I know, man, but there's only one company that's been doing it since 2007. Damn, 2007? Hey, man, what wife were you on in 2007? I was on number one. We don't talk about her. Focus, dude. I'm talking about Pando IQ from our friends at Pando Logic. Pando IQ's programmatic recruitment advertising platform helps employers source talent faster and more efficiently than ever thanks to predictive algorithms, machine learning, and AI. Buzzword overdose alert. Yeah, Pando is on the cutting edge of programmatic while being deeply rooted in the recruitment industry. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end programmatic job advertising platform that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending to maximize the ROI on your recruitment spend. And their AI-enabled algorithms use over 48 job attributes and more than 200 billion historical job performance data points to predict the optimal job advertising campaign. The machine does all that shit. That shit sounds expensive. Think again, Cheeseman. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end job advertising solution that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending. Sold. How do I get started? Go to pandologic.com to request a demo and tell them Chad and Cheese sent you. Ooh, they have a chat bot too that we can talk to. Oh, kill me now. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, shit. Another Monday firing squad. This is not going to be good for our our contestant today. (laughs) What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, as usual, joined by my co-host, Chad Sowash. Well, hello. Happy, Happy Monday, Chad. And on firing squad this month, we have Keith... Ringard. Well, hello. From Recruit Virtual down in Florida, beautiful Florida with COVID beaches everywhere. <laughs> Keith, welcome to the show. Yeah. How's, how's it going in Florida? I guess quick, quick COVID update from you. I mean, between the COVID and the sunburn, it's, you know, it's pretty harsh down here right it's now. It's heaven. It's yeah. heaven. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Couldn't be much better. Good enough. Well, let's get a get a tweet about you before we dig into the company and the Q&A. Yeah. So my name's Keith Ringer, and I've been developing all sorts of software for about 20 years and running startups. And for about the last 10 years, we've been mostly focused on software in the recruiting space. For about the last five years, we've been, really been focused on job fairs and now virtual recruiting events. And have you ever been mistaken for Keith Richards? No, but you no. know there, there's some country music guy that I got mistaken for in an airport. I'm not even sure who he is, and but I think the person really Kenny wanted Rogers? my autograph. You, you, Kenny, Kenny, maybe, Kenny Rogers. Maybe. There's a little bit pre pre uh, pre Botox. You look might a little been, like Kenny Rogers. Just might have kidding. been Kenny. Yeah. Not at all. Not He's at got all. Nice all right, beard. Chad. 
Tell him what he's won. All right. You've won a uh, LP of Islands in the Stream, Keith. You have two minutes to pitch Recruit Virtual. At the end of two minutes, you will hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start to ramble and we get bored, Joel's going to hit you with the crickets. At the end of Q&A, you will receive one of three grades from uh, both of us. That's number one, the big applause. That's what you want, Keith. Get ready to rake in the cash, big guy. Number two, golf clap. Means you need to tighten up your game, and we think you can probably do better. Last but never least. Oh, shit. It's the firing squad. Pack up your RV and get the hell out of Dodge before (laughs) sundown, Keith, because that varmint ain't welcome here. Key West welcomes you, my friend. The RV is packed. (laughs) (laughs) That's firing squad. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. In three, two. All right. We all know that the pace of change for work has accelerated due to the pandemic. These unprecedented changes have created two problems. The first is the challenge of keeping candidates, recruiters, and hiring managers safely distanced during the recruiting process. The second is the challenge of effectively recruiting across an increasingly remote and geographically dispersed talent pool. The first problem is acute, right? We hope that it's short-lived. The second problem is part of a long-term trend, though, that the virus is accelerating, Commercial real estate leases are down 35 to 50% across most U.S. markets. Many employees have had a taste of working from home, and many of them are never coming back to the office. Technology has enabled a broad swath of the workforce to work remotely and often in a completely different geography than their employer or recruiter. Recruiters are seeking technology to keep them safe and to allow them to effectively locate and screen candidates anywhere. Virtual recruiting events provide a highly efficient and effective means of solving these problems. Like physical job fairs, a good virtual recruiting event allows a recruiter to get to know candidates one-on-one, to surface the best candidates, and advance them to the next steps in the hiring process. The founders of Recruit Virtual developed the original white-label recruiting event software, jobfairsnearme.com, which was copied by Indeed. When we saw these new challenges for recruiters, we completely created a new software product from the ground up to power virtual recruiting events. We launched the software in June, two months ago, and we're fortunate enough to get early traction with a number of professional job fair organizers. Now, as we expand the software to power all events, virtual and physical, we're seeking partners to help us scale up rapidly. We're actively working with job boards, ATSs, rec tech companies, and media groups to form creative partnerships that allow us to reach customers more quickly. You can visit us at recruitvirtual.com. Oh, damn. Nicely done, my friend. Very tight. Very Very nice. Let me go ahead and hit this up. You mentioned that Indeed stole your shit, which I did. They do that a lot, by the way, to many companies. But but first off, I mean, there are companies like Indeed, Brazen, Career Eco, and I mean, they're they're standing names in Mm the space. Oh, yeah. But there are also other companies like Sponsor, Recruitology, and uh-huh. Zor, who we talked about earlier, who are jumping into the space as well. So this space uh-huh. has become incredibly noisy. How are you going to cut through that noise? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, just to clarify, I don't think in, Indeed stole anything five, <laughs> five wink, years wink. ago. Yeah. When we launched jobfairsnearme.com, it was five years ago. So I'm not talking about virtual recruiting event software. I'm talking about the idea of taking job fairs 
programmatic. So programmatic distribution for the for the event data schema, um, which we did five years ago and, and indeed suddenly followed in that space. But, you know, it is super crowded. It's super hot right now. And there's a reason for that, right? Recruiters need it. In fact, more recruiters than yet realize it need the software. And so it is an arms race. Uh, and, you know, how are we going to make a difference? We're looking for the strongest of strategic partners. No ZipRecruiter, you know, hello, Taleo, AppCast. Are you guys listening? Are you out there? <laughs> so, Keith, Keith, speaking of Indeed, uh, looking at your uh, LinkedIn profile, uh, Jason Muniz of Indeed called you one of the most entrepreneurial individuals I know. I don't know what favor he owed you in a past life, but high praise Indeed. I'm curious you were you sort of in the space why this idea with the competition with as crowded as it is um why was it this idea that really caught your your fascination and and wanting to build something out yeah absolutely well you know we weren't new to it we've been in this space for a long time and it's sort of a, a lot of different things have led us to this so developed social networking software almost 20 years ago we launched a an application you know a month after uh myspace launched and that was super, super competitive. And it was also really good to us. So we aren't afraid of competition. We aren't afraid. Did, did you, you say know, MySpace? I, I just made a MySpace reference. Did you get that? <laughs> yeah. He gets he gets points for that, by the way. Yeah, he does get points for that. He does get points for that. And then after 10 years of all different software, mostly social software, we got into the recruiting space. And then five years after that, five years ago, we got into the job fair space. So this is really the culmination of what we've been working on right here. We, we have deep rich experience in this space. Fair enough. I love that you mentioned the, the technology part because one of the things that, that Chad and I uh, talk about constantly on the show and, and have people on is is the topic of automation um, and having the robots and AI figure a lot of this stuff out. And it seems like your solution is is highly automated or highly manual. Um, so it's sort of a one-on-one face-to-face with a candidate. Number one, in terms of scale, that seems like a real challenge for companies to deal with by the way, there's a lot more unemployed people today than there were four months ago, as well as how that's going to scale, um, as well as, um, I'm forgetting what I'm going to ask here, but yeah, let's talk about scale. How are you going to scale the business? Do you have automation in your plans? That was the second piece of my question. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're working on right now is integrating more natural language processing so that we can automate a lot of the tasks within the event, the handoffs, things like that. There's a good degree of of automation today, but I would say it's in the form of efficiency and not in the form of AI, right? Like Zor style, Paradox style. Um, so that's what we're working on. We're coming to it from a different angle, right? If you look at an AI company, they're backing into virtual recruiting events. And in our case, we have virtual recruiting event software and we're backing into some AI-like features to make it more efficient for recruiters. Is there a timeline for that? Yeah, I mean, we've got a timeline on everything, right? It's all in the product backlog. So right now we're focused on peer-to-peer video, right? So that a recruiter can hop one-in-one and and do a video interview right in the spot uh, from the event. And then after that, uh, chatbot to enable the... Uh, a greater number of chats and a greater number of conversations with job seekers during an event. So, you know, I mean, this is going to air in what, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. We'll probably have it live by then. So how are you making it easier to scale today? So let's say, for instance, you have two recruiters Mm -hmm. and there are 100 people who are trying to get in. Is there a mass messaging piece of tech? 
I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys do to make it easy for recruiters? Because again, yeah. you know, that's the big, the big key today is scaling. Uh, if you just, if you just cut all your recruiters, mm-hmm. now you're trying to get everybody back. Uh, you're working with a skeleton crew. How can that skeleton crew use your tech to get more people in? So this is exactly the problem that we've seen in almost all of our initial events. I think we've only had one that was properly uh, staffed um, since we've launched. And so when we're watching customers, you know, we, we immediately uh, launched with a video broadcast feature that is a one-to-many. And so here's the typical recruiting event. One or two recruiters hop in, you know, it's mostly chat-based and all of a sudden they have 60 people in the queue and they can't get to them all and they're trying to decide who they should ignore and who they should go after and what they should do next. And it's just chaos and they don't get the maximum benefit out of it. In our case, they can just hop right over into the video broadcast tab, turn that thing on and start speaking to the entire group. And anyone in the group can send them chats. Those chats appear in sort of a heads up display format on the recruiter screen and they can take questions right there. So, you know, obviously someone could send you like, hey, what what color underpants do you think I'm wearing? But you just ignore them, right? You go on and you answer the popular questions. Um, so you can you can actually have a one-to-many conversation with hundreds of job seekers at a time as a single recruiter in our software. It's pretty slick. It's my favorite feature, actually. So in that case, are you taking all the data? Obviously, it's all text data. And it looks like you guys already have a, an, an API. Are you zipping that API over to CRM or an applicant tracking system? How does that work so that the company can keep that history of that candidate's conversations? Yeah, absolutely. We have an API. It works in a few different languages. It's pretty slick. And companies are using it in all different ways. You know, we have some job fair organizers in particular that just want every shred of data in their CRM so that they can resell it, remarket to it and stuff like that. And then, you know, direct employers have different, uh, you know, different opinions of how valuable that data is or when it becomes relevant to an applicant, things like that. But the API is flexible, so it can be integrated however the client best sees fit. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How are events marketed? Uh, traditionally, you know, maybe a newspaper or some organization would market the event, mm-hmm. uh, get people into a, a, a physical location, and then companies would be would be waiting. So some of the marketing was taken taken care of. Do you guys expect companies to market their fairs uh, themselves? Do you guys help with that? Talk about that. Yeah. So we provide marketing as a service, but only to support the software, right? And it's because some organizations just can't proceed. They can't move forward unless someone is also doing the marketing for them, sort of putting it on a platter for them. And of course, we had rich experience with event distribution and, and sort of programmatic of events uh, on the job fairs near me side, and we still have the asset. So it makes it easy for us to promote events and get traction. 
or I should say easier. Some events are tough and some events are, you know, it's sometimes you get the occasional dog. But um, so the way we do it today is we, we just, you know, we're selling the software. And then if someone says, hey, I really need the marketing, can you do that for us? We have a couple different options for them. One is pay for performance and one is flat rate. And there are different reasons why a, a customer might choose one or the other. Like in the, if they're in a really rural location, for instance, they might need radio, direct mail, outdoor, traditional marketing, right? In that case, um, they'd need a flat rate campaign. If they're in a place where they have strong digital reach or digital presence, we can use a pay for performance campaign. That's our preference, you know, is to, to go all high performance. And on the performance, is that uh, based on number of people that attend, number of people yeah. interviewed? Well, like yeah. how does... Yeah, we just charge yeah. per registration. Um, we know typically, you know, if we say, oh, you know, here's how many registrations we think we can get, we, we generally know about how many of those are going to convert to attendance. Uh, and so we can give a really good idea of what someone's going to pay for an actual attendee. And then, of course, you know, good recruiters know how many folks they have to interview to get a hire on average. So we back into how many people are actually going to get hired from the event when we set a budget. And what does a, a typical customer look like today? And what do you think a typical customer might look like post-COVID? And will companies, in your opinion, still do virtual over sort of the brick and mortar job fairs? Yeah. So our typical customer today is actually a professional job fair organizer. They had the most acute need, right? Because when COVID hit, all of a sudden, you know, if you run job fairs and that's maybe 50 to 100% of your business, you're kind of shut down. You need virtual recruiting event software. Um, so we were able to get some quick wins with some high volume, you know, customers, partners in that way and really, uh, put the software to the test out of the gate. That's been great for, you know, feedback and for influence over the new feature set, the product backlog and things like that. Um, you know, now we've started working with some Fortune 500s and, and going directly over the last month or so. And, you know, I think that that is an increasing area of awareness. As you said, a lot of recruiters were, were sent home, you know, were furloughed as they come back in and realize, hey, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to, you know, go to an event and see 100 or 500 people next Tuesday. I need a safe way to do this. And I need a way to, to bring candidates in and make them feel safe. How about international growth plans? International growth plans, yeah, but via a partner. You know, we're 100% focused right now on product. And our second focus is actually not on sales. It's on strategic partnerships. We've got sales right now and, and that's keeping us busy. But we're really focused on the partnerships that'll help us grow faster than we can as a, you know, a small product company. So when we find the right partner, there's no doubt it's going to go international. I think it's just a matter of, you know, making the right deals, finding the right partners. So, so white labeled API, many terms on your side is, is obviously focused on this type of strategy and that, and that being your sales strategy through partnership. Mm -hmm. uh, are you focusing on trying to engage with the applicant tracking systems in the CRMs? Because it seems like many of them are trying to get these, uh, these types of technologies and or touch points uh, into their systems. Yeah, I mean, the ATSs the, uh, and CRMs, you know, there are other sort of rec tech companies in that space. And then obviously, I mean, there are a bunch of job boards too. Look, indeed, you know, the, the rumblings are, I don't know if you guys know, it's that they're mm -hmm. going to make their virtual recruiting event software free. That would be zero dollars, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody who's in this running their own events right now, like, I don't know what their business model is. Ours is to find somebody that has alternative 
means of income and really needs to compete with Indeed on free, awesome virtual recruiting events, right? Um, so we, I think we've got, we started making a list of strategic partners, but it was so long we just gave up. Now we're just talking to them. Gotcha. Anybody who is trying to compete uh, for that number two spot with Indeed would be a, a perfect target for partnership. Uh, it, not to mention, I think whenever I hear of a company the size of Indeed with the market share that they have, uh, Monopoly comes into play. But uh, tell me about tell me tell me about the job seeker experience uh, in some of these virtual job fairs. I mean, you actually are, it's almost like they're trying to create a virtual reality uh, system. (laughs) And it it just seems like there's so much. The website actually says it delights job seekers. How does it delight job seekers? Yeah. Is it it more of a, is is it more of a light touch or is it more of that like virtual high touch kind of a thing that is, that, that comes with a lot of development? I mean, that's why we did it ground up, right? Because we wanted to get rid of all the anthropomorphisms. We didn't want the Sims video game. We didn't want you to have to figure (laughs) out how to navigate your avatar and walk around the job fair to the next booth. You keep running into the table. Like, that's crazy. Wait a minute. Can I be a unicorn? Because that's that's the thing. (laughs) I'm sorry. Unicorn's already taken, but you can be Uh unicorn poop. So, (laughs) which is a super, (laughs) super popular avatar right now. No, in all seriousness, the job seeker experience, we just tried to focus on a completely mobile experience, right? We just tried to make it so that the job seeker, here's the job seeker. It's like, oh, I forgot to register. You know, I forgot I registered for this job fair. Oh, the job fair is in 30 minutes. I got a flat tire, kids screaming. I still need a job, right? This is, I think this is the life of the average, average job seeker, seeker, maybe not every day, but on the day of the job fair. It's always bad on the day of the job fair. Yeah. And and so for those folks, right, we just made it completely mobile. You can register for the event. You can attend the event. There's no password, right? We don't have passwords. We use passcodes. It's all super modern. You're on your phone. It doesn't matter what phone you're on. You can do everything. You can apply to a job with a click. So it's just frictionless for the job seeker. We're getting amazing feedback from job seekers. You know, they're all half drunk on the couch in the morning <laughs> at 8.30 a.m. getting jobs. Like we make that Amen. Fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what about the employer side? The the employers generally have to do the heavy lifting in this case because they have to, when you're getting into a new system, you have to put all this data in there. How easy is it for them to jump into your platform to start using it? Yeah, it's pretty lightweight. The one thing that we have done, even though we're you know just a, a fraction of a little baby company at this point, is we really focused on customer service, on client experience. Um, so we do have a small team that basically onboards customers and does most of their work for them. And so we do try to just make it effortless in the future. Obviously, we want, we want to automate that as much as possible so that we aren't spending that time. But I would say, you know, the average recruiter, you know, probably spends, it depends, but, you know, I would say that they probably spend less than an hour or so getting ready for the event. Um, and then we do a pre-flight. We go through and we make sure that everything's like we'd want it to be if it were our employer brand, our baby. So we just put it on a platter for them, right? Because the job of the recruiter is not to learn new software, that's a disaster waiting to happen. The job of the recruiter is just to do their thing and be empowered. Let's let's talk about money, Keith. Uh, number one, uh, pricing breakdown because you don't have any anything on the site. What can a what can a client typically expect to pay? And then also money in terms of investment. It looks like you guys haven't taken any money. You're bootstrapping this thing. Are there plans to raise money as well as as use that money to grow into new markets? 
Yeah, absolutely. So on the client side, we are we do have a variety of, of subscription options available, but what we're running right now that's been really popular is the pandemic summer special, $1,500 flat rate for the event, all you can eat. Unlimited job seekers, unlimited recruiters, unlimited video streams, you name it. Money's no object, right? We just really want to encourage trial because we know that folks will like the platform and come back. And then if they want you to market it for them, that's an additional fee, correct? Yeah, then they set the budget. They set the budget. There's a small minimum, but they set the budget for you know whatever they want to do. And we've run uh, events where we didn't do marketing at all. And we've run big five-digit marketing budgets too for call centers and folks like that that need to hire 300 people next week. You know, So it's a, it's a wide range. And then as far as investment or how we see growth going, my motivation is more around strategic partnership than, you know, like VC or something like that. And here's why. This is not, you guys pointed out that this is not unique technology. This is a pretty crowded space. And even if we throw out the avatar-based systems and the really dated systems that aren't going to be, you know, contenders from a, from a performance software perspective, there's still a half a dozen folks that, you know, but I don't think it's winner take all either, right? Just not like, you know, it's, it's not going to be a winner take all game. So our focus is really on finding the right strategic partner. It may be a single partner or it may be, uh, you know, a couple partners in a few different areas because obviously there are media companies that could benefit from this product and running their own job fairs. There are job boards that could benefit from getting a competitive edge, you know, against Indeed. There are um, other rec tech and ATS companies that are obviously uh, actively looking for this type of plug-in for their systems. So, you know, that I think that's where our growth comes from. And I'm not hung up on a particular number. I'm hung up on finding the right partner that sees the same vision that we see, which is to grow this into a huge product line and make it profitable. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Keith, that's the bell. Meaning you get to face the firing squad. Yeah, let me let me fire up the the RV real quick, <laughs> just in case. In case I gotta get out of town. All right, uh, Chad, you want to go first? Or you want me to do this? Nope, I am ready. Okay, Keith, dude, this is one big noisy everybody trying to bust into space. But there's a reason for that. I think that there's a validation point behind it, right? And COVID mainly because COVID has thrust us, meaning everyone, uh, forward into looking at these te- technologies. And, and we're, we're getting there faster than we were before. Even as you'd said before, the live events, those companies, they need an option. They need to be able to go somewhere and what do we think? I think personally, they're going to go that way, maybe for not all, for not all of their events, but for many of their events. Uh, I think your mi- mindset from a business standpoint is right on. Build something that's easy, make integration light, and then partner with everyone, especially job fair companies. And then also start targeting those organizations who do need to compete with the brands like Indeed. You can be the software inside of an ATS. You can be the software inside of a job fair company. You can be the software inside of pretty much anybody that's out there who wants to be able to engage in this way, which is the reason why I'm giving you a big applause. Ah, thank you, Chad. Look at you, big boy. Very nice. All right. Don't get too comfortable. It's my turn. Okay. (laughs) 
My how the world has changed in five months. Um, five months ago, I would have said, oh, we're talking to a virtual recruitment company. Like, no thanks. Of course, the world has changed thanks to COVID. And these businesses suddenly seem, uh, you know, legitimate. Um, we're seeing a lot of companies uh, advance technology, launch companies, uh, pivot to, to businesses that they had that didn't work so much. I do, however, think it's it's incredibly crowded. And I think more than anything to me, uh, where the puck is going in this is automation. Um, I have real issues with the scalability of something like this, of, of having multiple screens uh, coming up, people having to interview uh, all these these video interviews, I think that becomes a manual nightmare. Um, and, and companies won't want to do that versus either a chatbot experience or video automation. Um, I think the only time that, that companies will want to do a face-to-face, even if it's on a screen, will be after they've been vetted, pre-screened, scheduled, and basically are, 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 are good to go for the job. Uh, there won't be a lot of interviewing done with that. So I agree that's where the future is going. Um, you mentioned a lot about you're a, you know, you're, a, you're a job fair company that's pivoting or moving into more automotive, automotive tools uh, to move into the future. So I'm going to give you the, the benefit of the doubt that you'll eventually get to a point where this will be scalable, it'll be more automated, um, and companies will find it more amenable to use your service than they would, uh, you know, fill in any blank with whatever chatbot uh, you want to in this space. I love that you have some core competencies um, in the in the recruitment business and employment. Um, we we don't see that every day, and it's always a big plus. You did also mention MySpace, which of course is mega mega pluses, and <laughs> maybe virtual reality was in there at some point. I don't know. So for me, I think the 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 opportunity is there, the promise is there. I just I think you need to deliver on the automotive the automation services, and I think you're good to go. So for me, I can't give it a, give it applause, but certainly not going to give it the guns. I'm going with the golf clap. You're, All right. you're on your way. Just, just tweak this thing a little bit, and uh, I think you'll be good. Wow, oh, that's great feedback. Thank you, Joel. Yeah, so you don't have to get out by sundown. That's that's the good news. <laughs> Bought myself some time. <laughs> well, th- we really appreciate you coming on, Keith. Uh, and you know, it's it's always a risk, but we love to be able to raise uh, the voices of startups and and at least you know get you on, and and hopefully uh, you'll you'll get some partners out of this, maybe some sales. Who knows? Oh, it's a blast. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Stay safe there in Florida, for God's sakes. Put on that suntan lotion. Chad, another firing squad in the books. That's right. We out. We out. Woo! This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, 
and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.